Hey, it's Gavin. Welcome to For Friends and Family Podcast. It's Thursday, April 16th. It is 3.52 in the afternoon here in Los Angeles. It's sunny, it's hot, and I'm on with recruiter, professional recruiter, Holly. Hi, Holly. Hello. Welcome to the podcast. You have been on the podcast before because we went to Holly Goes to Surgery. So if you want to listen to that episode, uh, she told us what it was like to go into a hospital during COVID. But today we're talking about getting jobs because people... I think things are going to start to ebb down in the next month. We got another month sort of here, but you know, people are going to start thinking about jobs. A lot of people are losing their jobs. I think we're up to about 20 million people in America have lost their jobs. Um, And I thought it would be important to talk to someone who does know about that. Now there's four things we're going to sort of talk about. One, how is the job market going to change after COVID? Holly's going to give her uh, her insights into that. Two, why pivoting is really important. She's got some outlines, some some bits and pieces about why you have to pivot and how you're going to do that in a very competitive environment. We're also going to talk a little bit about Holly updates her LinkedIn. So Holly was just telling me earlier that she's going to update her LinkedIn, and I thought. She, she started telling me what she's going to do. I'm like, you should tell everyone else what they're going to do because you are someone who used LinkedIn so much. You know how it works. You know, as a recruiter, what's important. And then the last thing is that I just want to, I do want to talk about this idea of that the best people are not looking for a job and how we can mimic those type of people. Because obviously everybody's always thinking about a change, but as a recruiter, you've got to convince someone to change jobs. So let's start with the first one. How do you think the job market's going to change after COVID? Like, what are you hearing through your recruiter network? I think, well, I can have an opinion, but the reality is that none of us know. Um, so I think everything's changed on a much, much bigger scale. But fundamentally, people are, a lot of my friends, a lot of my professional network, and all the people that I've been speaking to over the, you know, the last few years here in L.A., a lot of them have been talking about actually, you know, when, when going through a career transition of wanting to have a bit more of a mission or kind of doing something that they really enjoy or doing something they love or are passionate about. That's so LA. So it flaky. So I right. want to do so something right. that I'm in, that I find <laughs> it important. Applies, it applies. You've lived in London. It also applies to, to my UK friends as well and probably everyone else. But having that idea of doing good for, for something in life is, is a, gen, a pretty general theme. People are stuck at home. People have been stuck at home for a couple of months and they probably a couple of months more and we are going through a huge trauma as a as you know as a planet right now i think what's going to happen is that people are going to wake up to what they value and want in life and people who maybe were in jobs they didn't necessarily like i think that's probably been accentuated more than ever and i think the way that it's going to change after covid if there is an after covid is I think people are going to be looking at careers which fulfill them well, maybe I mean, more than they did before. It's a good point because you as a recruiter, obviously there's no one hiring right now. You've lost your job, right? So you've had to make a bit of a transition. You were looking at doing this transition. You're a very good musician um, and you're here in Los Angeles. You've been here for four years and you were going to make a mu- the, the transition to, to a musician. But at the same time, you wanted to explore and heighten what you currently do and help people out. So I think it's interesting that you're setting up this idea that you're going to help people with their LinkedIn's or help them make sure that things are organized and we can give some more information towards the end of that if people want to you know hire you or do whatever but at the end of the day you're having to make you're out of a job so what are you doing as a recruiter to what are some of the things you can part on other people that maybe they could mimic to help them find jobs um 
yeah yeah so my so my income stopped so recruiting is 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 that and the clients that I was working with stopped hiring because of the uncertainty and I it took me the last month of panicking and not actually I wasn't panicking I've been chilling and recovering from surgery and actually making music so we're cool but then yesterday I've been helping my friend Tika the one who saved my who saved me kind of in surgery last week um she's just completed her MBA and was looking for a job and she gave me this pep talk yesterday of like do you realize how valuable all the information that you've shared with me has been and I didn't really really recognize that within myself so today yesterday I was like oh wait how can I just share what I already know I don't have to learn anything else I've recognized the value that I had just in my experience already and I'm now thinking okay how can I how can I pivot that into something which is actually useful right now well let's and- go on, let's go on to question number two which is why pivot is really important and, and what you what do you mean by that I think jobs aren't gonna exist as we've known them before I think I think the idea of working in a nine to five, eight to six, you know, five days out of the week in an office and then Well, unless you work in manufacturing. I mean that's, Yeah, yeah. I kind of obviously this is You're talking about knowledge workers mostly. Hugely, hugely general sweeping statement. Um I just think people I think the whole I think everything's changing. I think the idea of working from home and I also think one thing that I was thinking about myself is not being dependent on one stream of income. I think lots of people have been have woken up to to that not necessarily being a safe thing. I mean, really, really secure jobs in some of the biggest corporations in the world have overnight disappeared. Um, so there is no stability or certainty in anything. And I think, I think actually what's happening is that people are going to realize that they have to take more accountability and ownership of their income stream. Um, and so what's, that, your, what's I mean, your second income going to be? Because you're obviously still going to be a recruiter, but what's your what's your other your, is your is music going to? Gavin, you know it's the music. I haven't <laughs> I haven't figured that out yet, but I'm gonna. It's gonna happen. Just just give me just give me time. I'm gonna yeah. For me, you're it's get, uh, you're gonna get it's, on Spotify. It's gonna be music. Like I'm gonna figure it out, and maybe I've got another thing. And but I I've been well, apparently lucky. millionaires, according to TikTok. Like I see all these people, all the millionaires have seven streams of income, and they break it down for you. If you're if you're on a TikTok, there's all these people who are like you know, helping you with the hustle. They say, this is how millionaires do it. And, you know, I I totally agree. Like we, you know, I've had, we've got a couple other episodes of people, you know, that we've been talking about how to make $10 a day. We, I just did a podcast with Mike about how to make $10 a day online. It's, and it's pretty easy. It's pretty straightforward, but it's, it's not, it's not super simple that everyone can do it, but it, it is easy. So this idea of pivoting, I really like the idea of like exploring and heightening what you already do um, and then looking for ways in which you can bring in other income streams. It just seems that nothing is easy, right? It's going to be, it's going to be a lot harder. It is. So I was telling my friend Tika this morning about, cause she's looking at stuff in the sustainability industry. I said to her, look, she's, she's been looking for a job for the last couple of months. She's completed her MBA. She's a, an amazing candidate for any for anything in her industry but right now it's very very tough and i said tika just accept that in the next couple of months you're not no job you're not going to get a job it's just that's just going to be a fact so how do we but she knows for certain that she wants to work in sustainability she then how does she very, get money like in the meantime in the two months okay so the money so the money conversation is one figuring out ways to hustle but actually from a career perspective it's it's looking at your career. If, you, if you're passionate about an industry and you're, you become like, you start creating content, you start like writing stuff, you start putting on LinkedIn, you start 
reaching out to your network and saying, oh, this is, what do you think is happening? Maybe interviewing them. You start. So giving back to the place where you you want to go and it'll help you learn. Yeah. That's my perspective right now is, yeah, it'd be great if I could make money off helping people from a job perspective. But right now, all the clients I know aren't, aren't, don't have the money to pay, to pay. A lot of the people I don't know, people I know don't have excess income, but I'm thinking, okay, well actually maybe, so I'm thinking about doing Q&A next week for recruiting slash anybody who, any okay. questions they want to know and what they should be looking at. And, and so people would just follow your Instagram? What's your Instagram? Um, Holly Gottlieb. Um, at I'll, Holly Gottlieb. At Holly Gottlieb. But I'll, I'll do it through LinkedIn. But what my plan would be is, okay, first I'm going to update my LinkedIn this afternoon. Then I'm going to start asking the people that I've already helped in the last couple of weeks, you know, the kind of questions that they want okay, to well, answer. Okay, well, well, let me pause you there. You just said, I'm just going to, you just like zipped over it. I, I'm going to no, update sorry. my LinkedIn. And that was one of my questions. So what are you going to do to your LinkedIn this afternoon? So at the moment, it's got my agency stuff that I was doing and it's got the Quibi recruitment I was doing. Um, but my life in the last couple of days has completely changed. And I think actually, like how, uh, I've decided I'm going to do this and actually be productive and not just, not just kind of give up, give up the world. But I actually think what's happening with LinkedIn is that we're becoming more human. Um, I think we have this perception that I I came out on LinkedIn as a, as a musician last weekend. Oh, so wow. like my son so that's a, that's a big thing because if you, I mean if you, yeah because it's hard because you know people don't want to know that you're a musician they want to know you it seems that humans like to compartmentalize everybody they're like oh you're a recruiter that's what you do you know when you especially in the big cities like London L A New York is people come up to you eventually the conversation comes around to what do you do right mm-hmm. it's about how do you define yourself and you're defining yourself as a musician but you're still willing to give back to people by saying hey listen I'll do a free webinar and give you guys some pointers from a recruiter's perspective which is very nice of you thank you very much and I think a, a bunch of people will probably jump on that but at the same time you're also when you say you're coming out as a musician on LinkedIn I mean isn't that going to confuse people yeah but then but it's me being authentic and that the music oh, is now so such a big part saying. of my life yeah I think oh. people I think people have just put job stuff on there but I think the shift that's happening right now is okay yeah there's going to be some people who think I'm weird for saying I'm a musician but I'm also what what how I'm going to change my LinkedIn profile this afternoon is actually just being totally authentic totally real saying literally what my entire life is right now I'm doing the music I'm also using my skills as a recruiter for the last seven years to share this knowledge this is what I'm going to do don't have a clue how it's going to go because we don't know anything but this is what I'm going to try and do so you're going to you're going to try to humanize yourself on LinkedIn and and that's a great question that brings up for me as well too is that what's the difference between LinkedIn and and like a paper resume because everyone seems to say oh yeah you can apply on LinkedIn but then they ask for a resume I've always used my LinkedIn and I've been on LinkedIn for like 10 years, 11 years is that it is that I use my LinkedIn as my resume. Yeah. It's a funny one. Cause I think my own perception of it is changing. I always used to just have, when I would send information about someone, I would put their resume and then a link to their LinkedIn. But I think what's happening now is I think if you, th- if you're on LinkedIn, you're either like, I'm a candidate or I'm looking for a job or this is just to show where I'm at in a company. Um, I, I, I think your LinkedIn should be your resume. I think your, I think your resume should just be a PDF of your LinkedIn. Yeah. I've always never understood that because I'm, I'm sort of like, you know, if you're, 
why wouldn't you just make it? I, I never understood the difference and no one could ever explain it to me that, well, your resume is more in depth. And I said, well, but my LinkedIn is, is living. And I think, you know, you said it in some, one of the pre-interviews we did where you said that, well, LinkedIn is sort of for the now, like what you're doing right now. And your resume is for, you know, but then there's some people that are old school that, you know, I've talked to, um, you know, our clients and stuff like that when they're hiring people, they say, no, no, I absolutely have to have a resume. I have to print it out and put it in front of me. I'm like, well, but you can just go on LinkedIn and and see all of this stuff and it's updated in real time. Well, I, I think there's also a trust issue around it. It's very bizarre. I mean, you're young, so you're used to LinkedIn, but I think that <laughs> older people, you yeah. know, they're like, I want to see a resume. I want to, you know, I, there, there's something I'm totally missing. It's, I mean, if you've got, I've, I've worked with clients in the past and won't name names, but some wanted resumes printed out so that they could annotate them with the pen um, and some I just sent my LinkedIn. It's personal preference. I think, I think if you're updating your LinkedIn, there's absolutely have. I think everyone should have a resume because you never know when you're going to need it. And I updated my resume last year, and it was a weird process because I've never had to do it. And it's always, I think to, I think to even to write a resume is a really cool practice because. Well, can't you just download it, your LinkedIn as a PDF resume? <laughs> no, I, I think that's tacky. I like great fonts, and you know, I've, I've, I've dis- over the years, I've dismissed like so many like. Oh, that's just awful to look at. I think the layout and the visuals of a CV are so important because when you're a recruiter scrolling through hundreds, like literally hundreds of, of, of resumes, especially when you're on like um, a job application site, like the format is is important. I think everyone should have a resume because of the process of writing out your skills and achievements and everything is is a process process I believe everyone should go through if they're in this kind of headspace because actually there's probably a lot more to it that you can talk about and like you know piece but, together because some people have been saying that you know i'm older so they're saying that you, well, should start, yeah. <laughs> you should start leaving stuff off your resume right they're saying like it's if it's not in the last especially on linkedin they said you should take it off your linkedin if it's you know if it's more than 10 years old right because if if it if they're saying you're different like every decade you change something but i i'm 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 sort of i'm i'm of two minds of that because you know when we you know, when we talk about how you as a recruiter find people, you, it isn't through the application process. You very rarely looked at those. It's all through search. That's how you find the people that you want, right? Yeah, totally. I would, I, I would say if you, if you're, say you're 50, right? Yeah. 51, yeah. 60, 50. Um, so <laughs> you've been 50, working, yeah. you've been working for what, 12, uh, 27? Since I was 12, yeah. Okay, cool. So kind of tw- 20, years. late 20s, 30s. Yeah. You know, that, I I would put the last like and say if you started the first like five years of your career in kind of mid you know, entry level mid stuff I you know I'd, I would start putting it up when you were maybe from t- the last twenty years but it's so that's such a broad question I think historically and this isn't the case now but like historically when you know I was working kind of with some of the bigger clients and back in the UK you do look at people's there is such like an ageist there is such an ageist um, I mean, this is a very dangerous conversation to have, but I've been in the recruitment world for seven years and there's, I've definitely witnessed clients and recruiters and all these kind of things be ageist. And that is a thing that is oh, real. And listen, listen I, I'm 50 and I'm telling you, all of my friends that are in this, they're, they're either getting fired 
or they're not getting hired because they are, once you hit 50 as a man, I will tell you right now, especially as a white man is you're done. Like, it's like, there is, there's, there's no age. There's not a problem. Like, you know, they're like, you're not going to get the job, which is is weird, right? Well, we have the most experience, but I think that, what do you think as a recruiter? Do you think that we, um, older guys are just going to be too expensive or do they think that older guys are just not going to think like, what's the issue when your clients say that? Um, not expensive. Oh, no, I, it, how do I answer? I, I'm not even trying to find the politics for an answer. It's like, there isn't just one, there isn't one answer. Well, well what it's, would most people say? Like, what would they say? Like it, when they say, oh, not that guy, right? Because he's too old, but is it just because, is it just literally the age or is it something no, that's related I would, to that? I would say like, you kind of get an idea if, if you're working for a, a tech startup company where everyone's in their twenties and you have you know, someone who's their late fifties who coming at the same level, just culturally may sometimes not work. And people, that's just a kind of a fact. Well, I know there's VCs out there that won't put any money into people. And in fact, it's a Silicon Valley thing. They will not put any money or into anyone over 40. They just won't do it. And I I sort of see it because I see my friends. Which I don't think is fair actually. No, I I, I mean, I think, I mean, if you're just dealing with numbers, I get it, right? First of all, someone who's 50 is going to be more expensive than someone who's 35. And a 35-year-old already has 10 years in the business, right? But having said that, I've worked with a bunch of assholes who have been very successful since they graduated college, had 10 years of just like climbing the ladder every like couple of years for different tech companies and people in their mid-30s probably just had a family or got married or think where they're at they they're actually some of the punchiest people that I've like are you seriously asking for that much money whereas sometimes people later in the game have had their kids they don't have college tuition fees and they're looking for the right job they're looking for the right job you know yeah it would be the the same for me like right it it, like obviously my business is getting a bit dissipated but it's not the end of the world right i can i've been through this before that's the the the, experience but if someone came to me and said oh listen we want you know if the if it was the job that i really wanted i was like oh i'd love to work for that company it's like for example if tesla came to me and said hey do you want to come and work at tesla i'm like yeah i know or amazon or something like that i would definitely do it for two years i would be very upfront with them and say i'll commit to 24 months that's it because i know you're going to burn everybody out. But I said, I would love to be inside Tesla or inside Amazon for a couple of years and just making sure that it's all, you know, that it's, it's all okay. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, because imagine what you could learn. So, um, you know, I think, I think think with people later on in their career, people have been around a bit longer, there is still a, and again, just my personal opinion on a whim is that there's still an idea of how you're meant to be around in the job market, how you're meant to present yourself, interviews, and how you're meant to... It's a, well, I think that you're saying that... Cu- I think that culture is really important. And when you're saying, you know, you're hiring 50-year-old guys and you're trying to bring them in and everyone wants a young, hip, fun, upwardly mobile culture... But, you know, as someone who works with lots of young people and, you know, I've seen all from 20s and 30s and that sort of stuff, people are on their way up. It is. It's a bit of a chasm. Like you have to, you know, the the, the 50 year olds differences or or what they think is important compared to what a 30 year olds uh, are, are two totally different things. And there are different phases in their life. And it's hard to put those people together. It's really 
it's really you know i i totally get it so it's interesting i mean i've i'm obviously interested in this because the people that are listening to it might be like oh you know what that has been a problem so if you were to say like before we move on and just sort of wrap up what are like what would you say to people who are are sort of older as a recruiter you're like 30 so someone if they're that's that someone that's older i think you i think you'll tend so my again different age but i think the same rule applies is authenticity i actually think what the older people have right now is far more experience to keep their potentially their head cool in a global pandemic and historically probably have a lot more experience i mean think about kind of 20 years ago 9-11 obviously the all the economies different waves and flows of economies so i'm actually thinking maybe people right older people right now are probably are probably better at, at at kind of going with the with the flow of of the market and and finding out ways and knowing that at some point it will be okay. Um, so I think with older people with LinkedIn it still applies being totally authentic, putting everything that you're doing up there. You know, if if people have lost their jobs during this time at kind of an experienced level is. I think I think everything's still applies. But, but recruiters but, always never want to see gaps. Like they're like, oh no no no, there can't be any gaps in your resume. I'm like, well, I don't think any rules apply right now. I think all I think the rule book's been thrown out the window, and LinkedIn is there as a platform ripe to be used in a better way. Okay, well, well the way let, we do that. Let's end. Let's end <laughs> okay. it there. Let's end it there okay. by saying, like, well, okay, what are you? What else are you going to do to your LinkedIn this afternoon? You you mentioned that you're going to update it in in a few different ways. What are a few other things you're going to do? So yeah, I'm going to put all the info on my LinkedIn and say, look, I'm trying this stuff out. I think what I'm then going to do is look at all my network and the, all my contacts and think about, okay, who who do I want to share this with and let them know, see how they're getting on, um, and then do a webinar next week. That's kind of my game plan. So, and you're going to have three sort of income streams. One is your professional recruiting seven years. Like if, if someone comes along and says, hey, we need a recruiter, once the, the jobs come back, they could hire you. Two is that you could get make money from your music because you're a talented musician. So you could possibly put up some things and get some money coming in from streams there or on TikTok. There's people making lots of money there. And I guess the third one okay. is, okay. is the, the, I guess the third one is that helping other people with your insider knowledge as a recruiter to help them get their LinkedIn set up and be able to have that one-on-one. So if they had an hour with you, you could say, hey, these are the things you need to change on your LinkedIn. These are some of the things you should consider um, that recruiters look for. And because everything's upside down, this is how I think recruiters are handling it. This is how they're, they're most of the recruiters are going to be out of jobs just like you, right? So everyone's yeah. going to be on the same level. Yeah. And I think, look, I think on that third part, I don't know how that's going to go. So I'm going to probably spend a couple of weeks testing the waters seeing what it is that people want and then using that feedback to then pivot okay how can i actually make this an income stream i love it thank you so much for your time it's really helpful to hear uh, on the inside the inside and, and we're gonna have to do this again because i'm sure there's that was such like a hash of information was that like there was was that <laughs> it's great it's it's good i appreciate it thanks for coming on all right cheers gav <laughs>